a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we actually attempt to slow things down just a little bit for you, help you divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and make the news make sense today. Uh, and a lot going on. If you've been listening uh, throughout the morning, uh, we have been taking live here on KSL News Radio the hearing. Uh, in the uh, Senate committee this morning, it is uh, nearly done. They're getting to the last uh, couple of uh, senators to ask their questions, and I believe they'll take a break after that. So we'll break that down, uh, what happened, what was said, what wasn't said, and more importantly, what does it mean to us here in the state of Utah? What do we need to do about it? Uh, a lot of ground to cover there, so stay with us. We'll uh, break that down as we go. Uh, if you were with us yesterday, we were talking about how a lot of us are just getting a little bit weary this a little bit tired, a little bit grumpy, a little cranky. Uh, what do we need to do to, to get that energy boost back? We're going to talk about that at the end of the show today at 1150. And I want you to chime in. Uh, we talk about things that drain our energy and people that drain our energy and things and people that give us energy back. And so what I want to know from you is what are your energy return mechanisms? What is it that you do? What is it that you experience? What is it that you think about? Who are the people who just give you that energy return today? And you can do that on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line, 57500. Again, 57500, Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line. And let me know. Well, we've got a number in uh, text that came in from yesterday's show in terms of some really interesting things that give people energy back. And one of the things we need to keep in mind as we go through this uh, pandemic is that we do need to make sure that we are getting things in our lives every day that give us energy back. There's a lot to this that is exhausting. There's a lot that is draining. There's a lot that is frustrating. And we need to make sure that we're creating space to get energy back. Uh, one of the things that uh, I know gives people energy back is helping other people. <laughs> Uh, we, we've had great debates and great conversations on this show uh, about the lovely clause in the Declaration of Independence about the pursuit of happiness. Uh, Jefferson knew what he was doing when he slid that in there uh, because he knew that the best way to secure your own happiness would be to help someone else's happiness. Uh, and so the the whole essence of civil society is there. And there's so many great ways that we can do that. One that uh, we've been following uh, over the last couple of weeks now is Project Protect, a great community-based uh, effort to create 5 million masks in five weeks. Requires a bit of sewing. And uh, it's been amazing how faith groups, volunteer organizations, healthcare professionals, uh, everyone has come together 
to uh, to make this thing a reality, and uh, they're a little over halfway in there. They're three weeks into the into the program, and I I know that today is the day that you pick up your kits uh, that you can then sew 100 masks between now and Saturday. And if you haven't signed up, uh, there are still opportunities and there still is a need in order to accomplish this goal. You can do that on uh, justserve.org or Project Protect. Uh, You can uh, sign up there, pick up your kits and uh, get sewing, get your family involved, get your neighbors involved. Uh, It is a great program. Uh, And I think only the state of Utah uh, could uniquely pull this off uh, the way that it's being done. And so we encourage everyone. I guarantee you it will give you energy back. It is work. Uh, Take some effort, take some time to be sure, uh, but it is a great energy return uh, and will really make a difference for you. So make sure you take advantage of that. We'll continue to report on that as we uh, go throughout the program. All right, so let's start breaking things down just a little bit. Uh, On yesterday's show, I had uh, Scott Rasmussen, uh, our uh, independent pollster out of New York, uh, sharing some of his insights, some things that he's been finding Uh, that are really interesting, especially in light of the hearing that is currently uh, getting towards the end in Washington, D.C., around the coronavirus and what's been happening there. And we've looked at a lot of sweeping polls and sweeping sentiment uh, across the country in terms of what people think should happen next. Scott Rasmussen took us a little deeper behind the numbers to find out what the American people are really thinking in terms of how do we move forward. We asked, should every business be allowed to reopen if they uh, practice appropriate social distancing protocols? And you know what? 60% said yes. Uh, That seems like quite a jarring contradiction. uh, We're hearing about support for lockdowns continuing, and yet 60% of voters want every single business to be able to reopen. Not, Not a few, not essential businesses, not the ones picked by a politician. Every business. So, again, that's uh, pollster Scott Rasmussen, and I think that's so fascinating that a lot of people are still saying at the high level, they're saying, yes, we need to continue to be careful and we need to open very slowly in terms of moving forward. Uh, But the American people are ready, saying over 61 percent are saying if a business, any business, can follow the protocols in terms of social distancing and sanitation, uh, if they can hit those marks, and if they can conduct their business in a way that is safe, they should be allowed to open. Uh, so very interesting uh, in terms of how that looks and, and what that shapes up to be. Uh, during the course of the uh, the hearing today, uh, there were a lot of conversation. Dr. Fauci uh, and other experts that testified before the Senate panel uh, were talking about we need to be careful that we don't jump the steps that we don't skip over uh, the right things in terms of how do we do this in a way that is safe. And Utah is a, is a great model here. Uh, Utah is uh, doing it right. In fact, interesting, Wallet Hub today said that uh, Utah is the least vulnerable amongst the states uh, in terms of where things happen and where they go next. So we're very well prepared. It was also encouraging to note yesterday, uh, Dr. Dunn uh, reported that we have more people who have recovered from the virus than new cases coming in. Uh, That's also great news, which really gets me to the right point. The right question is this is about behavior. Uh, This has much less to do about rules and regulation uh, as it does. What do the people come together to actually do behavior wise? Because that's all that really matters in the end. If people can follow the proper behaviors, 
Uh, it was interesting. The national media reported over and over and over again, Utah was not amongst those that had gone to a shelter-in-place order. No. We had a directive, a stay safe, stay home, and it was a directive. Why was it only a directive? Because the behavior of the people didn't warrant anything else, which is the way it's supposed to be. Uh, so a lot of ground to cover in that uh, uh, as we watched uh, the hearing, Lamar Alexander, who is the chair of the Senate committee uh, on the COVID-19 hearing, uh, he did give some important advice, I think, to the senators uh, before they started asking questions. We know these often turn into social media moments uh, for a lot of them, but he gave this advice. Such an exercise sometimes encourages finger pointing. Before we spend too much time finger pointing, I'd like to suggest that almost all of us, the United States and almost Every country, so far as I can tell, underestimated this virus. All right, so that's uh, Lamar Alexander, uh, senator from Tennessee. He chairs that committee. Uh, very important, I think, to uh, keep that framing in mind that uh, this isn't about pointing fingers and placing blame. This is about getting to the right solutions and moving things forward. Uh, I want to play just uh, one cut from uh, Dr. Fauci, uh, who did caution that if we don't follow the steps properly if we don't look at the guidelines and again it comes back to behavior what are the citizens and what are the businesses doing in terms of behavior but dr fauci said this the consequences could be uh, uh really uh serious uh, particularly and this is something that i think we also should pay attention to that states even if they're doing it at an appropriate pace which many of them are and will namely a pace that's commensurate with the dynamics of the outbreak, that they have in place already the capability that when there will be cases, there is no doubt, even under the best of circumstances, when you pull back on mitigation, you will see some cases appear. It's the ability and the capability of responding to those cases with good identification, isolation, and contact tracing will determine whether you can continue to go forward as you try to reopen America. So it's not only doing it at the appropriate time with the appropriate constraints, but having in place the capability of responding when the inevitable return of infections occur. All right, that's uh, Dr. Fauci uh, weighing in in the Senate hearing uh, this morning. And again, a cautionary tale to be sure. Later on in his testimony, he did say, now look, there are different parts of the country uh, that are at a different threat level. They've gone through different parts of this process. And he said that's it doesn't require everyone to be the same, which I think is also really important. Uh, Utah's junior senator Mitt Romney uh, is on this committee, was uh, one of the uh, uh, towards the end of the uh, the questioning. Uh, and he made a really interesting statement as it relates to testing that I think is uh, real important for everyone to to be focused on. I find our testing record nothing to celebrate whatsoever. Uh, the fact is their test numbers are going down, 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 down now because they don't have the kind of outbreak we have. Ours are going up, up, up as they have to. I think that's an important lesson for us as we think about the future. So uh, really taking on the idea of testing, and I think that's where there is a lot of disagreement is uh, what's happening by way of testing. How did we do uh, early on? Obviously, the testing was a struggle and a real challenge. Uh, seems to be in a better spot now. How does that continue to play out as we roll forward? So an important question from Utah Senator Mitt Romney there on that Senate panel today. All right, uh, we're going to go ahead and step aside uh, right now. Take a quick break. When we come back, uh, 
We're going to have a little focus on the fourth congressional race. Kim Coleman will join us next, right here on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.